0: Dear plugged in you in on this toyota's versatile suvs roll up their sleeves and take on tough jobs dress up for a night out or haul your family and friends with their spacious interiors and they're available with some real sweet tech want a hybrid suv oh yeah they got those too all with a slew of standard features so you won't break the bank get the juice at toyota.com folks
1: visit your front range toyota stores today toyota let's go places
0: Only diehard Broncos fans. But they've supported DNVR for a long time. They're members and they're a husband and wife mortgage team with over 15 years of financial services experience. So head over to dnvrmortgage.com to check out what they have to offer at Chevalier Mortgage. Uh, Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage, your largest debt, they believe. It's vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly. To find the best loan for you and your situation, visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, or you can call them at 303-257-6578. Mike in Virginia at Chevalier Mortgage. They'll get you set up. PR. Two goes out to Z Mace RK and the bar. Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. Number four, we're, we're still waiting for. Well, bring on the chase. Out on the field, the model how Broncos win it's our time. Coupled with a break through and a
2: friendly and blue to the bitter man.
0: Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast, setting you up for two straight uninterrupted hours of debate talk. Let's go.
2: (laughs) We just need to interrupt each other all the time, then.
1: (laughs) What the debate needed was Zach Stevens. Oh, it needed him to be able to have the mute button because <laughs> then imagine if one is trying to cut off the other and Zach hits a button and yells muted over and over <laughs> <laughs> for the six minutes of that, I was able to stomach. I kept thinking this debate needs Zach Want anything else. <laughs>
2: Wow. Oh, that would be fun. My voice would get tired at the end. That'd be a lot of muting.
0: I like I just like the idea of Zach's laugh just being in the background of every answer. <laughs> uh, what's up, Daniel? Thanks for tuning in and thanks to everyone who's tuning in to another edition of the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by MSU Denver online. Head over to MSU Denver. edu slash online to check out all they have to offer. 750 classes, really anything that you can imagine, anything that any way that you want to further your education, msudenver.edu slash online has an option for you. So head over there and check it out. We've got some people at DNVR that have been taking classes all summer over there, and they really have nothing but great things to say about it. So if you want to further your education online, there's no better place than msudenver.edu slash online.
2: My boys, what's up? So pumped for this pod, man. It it feels like it's in the middle of the week right now, yet we're talking about a Broncos game tomorrow. It's because it is the, the brilliant joys of Thursday night football. And man, I can't wait to break down this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, what more could you ask for? The 0-3 Jets and the 0-3 Broncos. You've got third-string quarterbacks. You've got absolute dumpster fire organizations. Players trying to start a mutiny against coaches. I mean, this is this is the good stuff right here.
1: But I think one is a bigger dumpster fire than the other right now.
0: Well, it's tough to beat uh, what's going on with the New York Yeah, Dubs.
1: exactly. I mean, just it, this is the game where... If you're a Broncos fan, you're looking at this and saying, "Well, yes, it can be worse. Look at these guys on the other side. Look at what they look at what they're dealing with." And the other thing with the Jets, of course, is that the, I mean, the, this function there—it's in the moment with Adam Gase, but it's also institutional. And so you look at the Jets, and it's almost like a warning to the Broncos that, hey, you don't want to end up like this organization. At some point, you got to fix everything that's going wrong here.
0: Yeah, their first mistake though was hiring someone who's ever only ever really had success with Peyton Manning by their side, uh, <laughs> and like was a failure in Miami, and so they they just they wanted to do the whole like young head coach to get a court, like to pair with your quarterback thing, uh, and I just I feel like they didn't review any of the evidence before they made this hire.
2: Unless this was just a brilliant tire with a lot of foresight because they said, we want this guy named Trevor Lawrence. He's coming out of high school right now, so we need to hire someone that's going to get us there. You know what? I think Adam Gase will get us there. Let's just only give him a quarterback, and you know what? If Sam Darnold develops, great. If not, well, then Trevor Lawrence, here we come. Guys, I saw odds that the Jets... Are getting nearly even odds to go 0 and 16.
0: That can't be right.
2: I didn't think so, but a buddy of mine sent it to me last night. Can you believe that? Well, take
0: Uh. take the other side, (laughs) because yes. Um I assume (laughs) it's also even for them on the other side if it's even for them to go 0 and 16. I would take the field in this situation, meaning they get at least one win. And to be honest, <laughs> could come as soon as 24 hours from now, or I guess 36 hours from now.
2: Yeah, it very well could. Like I said yesterday, this is probably the Jets' best game to win a game. The, the odds are probably in their favor more than any other game, and they're still an underdog in this game. But they're only a one-point underdog in this game. The Broncos... Is this their best chance to get a win this season? I don't believe so. When you have Drew Lock back, even though you'll be playing better teams, I think you'll have a, a much better chance of winning uh, a couple of games down the rest of the season than you will tomorrow. But for the Jets, I mean, if they lose tomorrow, then maybe those even odds in my mind to go 0-16 oh, may seem right.
1: Well, you look at the games that they've got coming up after this. Arizona at the Chargers, Buffalo at Kansas City, New England at Miami, a bye, and then Miami again. Yes, they play Miami in back-to-back games. Vegas, at Seattle, at the Rams, Cleveland, and at the Patriots. And even a lot of those weaker teams like Cleveland, uh, they look pretty feisty. They look much better than the the Jets do. The Dolphins look much better than the Jets do. I mean, really, where's the win coming from here if it doesn't come on Thursday night?
0: I think th- Thursday night. <laughs> I think they win one of the two uh, games against the Dolphins, especially when they get to play them in back-to-back weeks. What, who's, who do they play before the Dolphins, Mace? New England. So just count that as a loss. Start preparing for the Dolphins <laughs> two weeks before you play them the first time. <laughs> then you get to play them once – continue preparing for them for a whole for two more weeks and then play them again. You could prepare for the same team for a whole month, basically. Uh, And I think if you do that, you can get a win.
1: Of course. So the dolphins, because the dolphins and jets have the same bye, so they both have the opponent by opponent thing going on. It's, it's, it's hilarious how they structured this part, this part of the schedule. And uh, who do you trust to get it, to get a team more prepared, uh, is it Brian Flores and his staff or if Adam Gase is still on the job and his staff? Although that being said, one of the reasons why Adam Gase uh, his seat is so hot is because they actually do have a viable replacement interim head coach and Greg Williams waiting in the wings who did a really good job as the interim coach in Cleveland a couple of years ago. So I would say if the Jets lose this game, they actually have a better chance to win some down the line because They've quit on Adam Gase. I think they'll play hard for Greg Williams.
0: Real quick, since especially since there's no fans or little to no fans – couldn't the uh, the jets and dolphins just agree to play each other two weeks in a row and then take their bye so they can prepare for their next opponent after that that's what i would do if i were them
2: i would just do back-to-back nights just let's just do sunday monday or heck let let since no one's gonna watch it if we play on sunday or monday let's just do a tuesday wednesday little back-to-back and then take a, a couple weeks off
0: that's Love awesome just, i'm down how about just a day night doubleheader
2: just one game that's 120 minutes 30 minute quarters
0: i like it it's like an aggregate (laughs) uh so anyways yeah the broncos going into if the broncos were hosting the jets i would feel confident that they were going to win this game by a lot um they got their easiest game of the schedule in the toughest situation of the schedule man the schedule makers did these broncos no favors uh in, even including the fact that they're playing the winless jets tomorrow night, the Broncos have the most difficult strength of schedule in the NFL going forward, or no, uh, the third most difficult schedule in the NFL going forward after this game, uh, or including this game. And I assume once you take this game off the schedule, it moves up on that list. So Uh, schedule makers did not do the Broncos any favors. Uh, Of course, the injury gods that also did the Broncos no favors. But when I look at this game and and say, okay, if the Broncos are going to get a win here, what has to happen? Uh, I kind of look at it like last night's debate. Uh, the debate was just a competition of, of who could be less bad. And that was, uh, you know, and, and who could be, uh, who could make less mistakes. And I think that's what this comes down to who can make less mistakes Uh, The Broncos don't have to do anything special to beat the Jets, so you don't need Brett Rippon fitting in tight windows and making crazy throws and trying to push it downfield. No, no, no. You just need to play mistake-free football, and that is everything to me in this game because you don't have to do anything that right to beat the Jets. You just have to be less wrong than the Jets. Uh, Sam Darnold throwing pick sixes like it's Halloween, and and he's giving out candy. Brett Rippon just – just throw the ball to your guys. Uh, and if you and if you have to punt, punt. But as long as you aren't making big mistakes, and that includes the defense too, not letting guys over the top like they did the last time they faced Sam Darnold, you will win this game just by not screwing up more.
2: Literally, that is my key to the game is specifically quarterback mistakes. Sam Darnold has been very prone to making mistakes. <clears throat> just in the past couple of days, Brett Rippon, Right now, you can make the case that he started eight for eight and looked really sharp, or you can make the case that he averages one turnover per possession. He can't He can't do that. He cannot make the big mistakes. Uh, and really, I think this game could come down to what team gets the pick six. If the Jets get the pick six, they win. If the Broncos get the pick six, they win. There very well could be a pick six or two in this game. And so which team is able to avoid the mistakes? If I'm the Broncos... I'm devising a game plan where it's almost foolproof for Brett Ripon. It is get the ball out in one and a half seconds, throw it no more than seven yards downfield, uh, and then we're just going to run the ball a ton because I do expect Philip Lindsey to be back. So tons of running. And like you said, Ryan, punts are not bad in this game. It, it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna be a tough game uh, for for the national audience to watch. But if the Broncos want to win, they have to accept that punts are not bad.
0: There's yeah, an old yeah. uh, there's an old special teams coach phrase, uh, and just an a, an NFL coach phrase, which is uh, every drive should end in a kick. And that is exactly how I feel about this game. As long as every drive ends in a kick for the Broncos, they will win the game.
1: As long uh, as the kick isn't blocked, and that was the other, because we've talked about <laughs> short fields. Of course, they had a the, the fumble for a short field against the Titans, an interception for a short field uh, off of Cortland Sutton's hands against the Steelers, and then a block punt for a short field against the Bucks. You can't keep giving your opponents basically seven points each yeah. game that as you have.
0: There's a there's two ways that I see this game going, and and I've. I've been in – I just feel like I've seen this game already. I just don't know which one it is. There's one game that I've seen a million times where it looks like the Broncos should win. The other team is shorthanded, and they're a dumpster fire, and they have no chance. And and their fans are saying, listen, it it is terrible over here. <laughs> uh, and the Broncos go in there, and, and they just dominate. Uh, and the perfect example of that is that game against the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday Night Football, I believe, uh, a couple years back. Which, you know, the Broncos were going in there and everyone's like, well, I don't know, you know, Vance Joseph could get fired if they don't win this one. And, and everyone's kind of looking at this from Broncos country saying like, no, you guys don't realize how bad we are. And the Cardinals fans were saying like, no, you don't realize how bad we are. We can't protect Josh Rosen. He's just throwing the ball up. He's throwing pick sixes. It's it's a joke over here. And what happened? The Broncos won something like well, did they score in the did they score a 40 burger that game.
2: I think they did yeah
0: yeah uh you know uh emmanuel sanders was throwing touchdowns i think um todd davis and chris harris jr high-fived in the middle of a play <laughs> uh it, like this this was a, a beatdown of epic proportions and that's when you walked away saying oh okay uh the broncos aren't that bad you know they, they're a, they're a long ways away from rock bottom which is what this other team is i could see that happening I can also see the other one, which is you know the Jets, the Giants coming into Mile High, and I believe beating the Broncos twenty-three to ten with no receiver, like guys they just uh, found on Colfax before the game. Uh, You you you've seen the game against the Jets the last time where we're like this is a huge swing game, totally winnable for the Broncos. All they got to do is go in in there and take a take care of business and. You've got Bilal Powell and Isaiah Crowell rushing for over 300 yards and Robbie Anderson catching two long touchdowns. And Sam Darnold looking like he should have been the number one overall pick. I've seen that one too. It's one of these two. I just know it. I, I, I just, It's either going to end in absolute flames and despair or end with everyone saying, like, oh, okay, they're not that bad. Stop with the Trevor Lawrence garbage. They're not going anywhere near there.
1: Okay, what would be better for the Broncos long term?
0: Oh. <sighs> Um, you know, (laughs) here's how, here's how I feel about this. Um, it's gotta get like, if Drew Locke wasn't coming back, just pack it in, just send it home, you know, just lose Mm -hmm. the game. Um, but with Drew Locke coming back, I just, I don't know, I guess in the end, you want to stack up as many wins as, or as many losses as you can before Drew Locke comes back because, Lord knows they're not going to have enough wins, or at least it sure feels like they're not going to have enough wins to make the playoffs at this point. So would you rather in the end, what you're going to be looking for is progress from Drew Locke. And if you can get that progress and also lose a bunch of games, well, that's probably the best case scenario. And I made the the, uh, comparison on Twitter yesterday to to the San Francisco 49ers. Now they lost Jimmy G for the season. They went four and 12. They got uh, Nick Bosa and that is a path that I could see happening for this Broncos team. It just seems like they're never coming out of this hole. Uh, the injuries pile up. All of a sudden you add an elite talent to your roster that was already really talented, but really banged up the year before. And now you're really good. Um, I think that is kind of, a, you know, an ideal scenario for the Broncos. So in that case, I guess it would be better to stack the losses while you still can, because I think Drew Locke's going to win 50% of his games when he comes back.
1: Bingo. I th- yeah. You're right there. I th- because I think when Drew Locke comes back, they're a 500 team. So that means if you're 0-6 and, and then he comes back for the Chiefs game, that means uh, you, end, you end up going... 5-11. 5-11. And, and, and hopefully that would be a top 10 pick or even a, a top 6 pick. Last time the Broncos were 5-11, and 11. it was 5th overall. But you mentioned the strength of schedule. They'll probably lo- end up losing strength of schedule tiebreakers when, you, when it comes to the, the draft pick. So... Yeah, it's not the worst play long term to say okay, stack up the losses now because I think when Locke comes back in this team can only be but so bad.
2: Well, and and let's say that the Broncos do win half the games when Drew's back and they are 1 and 6, they're 0 oh and 7, they're 0 oh and 5, whatever that looks like. Well, then that means Drew Locke's pretty darn good if he's elevating you from no wins to then winning, at, you know every other game. Now it may also say that you have a lot of work to do, more work than really any of us thought coming into the season with the rest of the team. But at least you know that Drew Locke's the guy. But here's the thing: what if Drew Locke takes over, and you know he didn't beat the Titans in week one, and let's say he wins two uh, of the nine games, the ten games he plays, and with that tough schedule there, well. Then you're, if, if you if you gave Drew the keys at 0-6 and, and he only wins two, well, then you're 2-14. and 14. Then you're in really good position for Trevor Lawrence. So it's crazy to say that in the long run, losing this game may actually help more than hurt. And I don't like saying that, but just looking at it that way, because you're probably not making the playoffs this year, regardless of if you win or lose this game. Because I think all of us agree Broncos are going to turn around and then probably lose to the, the Patriots next week. So they're, they're going to be one in four at best after this uh, long-term, maybe the best position to set yourself up and, and losing this game. And also you give the jets a win the jets who may not win another game. And if you're really fighting for that number one <laughs> overall pick, well, they got to win.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's so early to be having these conversations. There's so many football games ahead of us. Look, if this was week 14, and the Broncos were 1-12, and thir- I would be saying, like, you have to lose this game. It is imperative that you lose this game. But since it's not, and you've got a coach that you really don't want to fire, uh, not only just for monetary reasons, but for, you know, John Elway will fully, fully have a giant sign over his head that says Coach Killer uh, if they fire another coach after two years. So that's the side of me that's pulling me the other way, saying, uh, as much as it sounds good for results that are going to come uh, you know 3 months away f- from now if you go 0 and 4 with a loss to the Jets those guys in that locker room regardless of all the injuries are just going to they're going to start questioning things it's just mm-hmm. human nature to be like man I thought Vic Fangio was supposed to be the evil genius I thought he was supposed to be the mob boss uh, it doesn't feel like he's pressing any right buttons like and, and not, not to mention, I, I don't really love the guy. Uh, you know, he's, he's not that enjoyable to be around. And and you don't want that. You you really don't want that because if you lose the team, then your hands are tied. You have to fire the coach. Uh, but you, don't, you really don't want to be in that situation. The best case scenario for the Broncos is not only just to get positive signs from Drew Locke this year, and not just positive signs, like feel really good about Drew Locke moving forward. But you also want to feel good about Vic Fangio moving forward. You need him to show that he could go out-coach Adam Gase, who's clearly in over his head. Um, and, and you want them you know, playing that Frey song while showing a slow-mo clip of Adam Gase losing his mind on the sidelines, not while showing Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. So I, I get the idea of the draft position, but you go 0-4 with the loss to the Jets, you are uh, in the danger zone.
1: Well, I, I'll go further, actually, than just talking about draft position. If you go 0-4, you need to start entertaining trades of yep. anybody who is not in your plans for two years from now. And you've been willing to do that. The last couple of years, the Broncos have traded Dem- Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders at the deadline. So it's not like the Broncos aren't willing to make those kind of deals. But you, if you're 0-4, you really just need to kind of have a, a hard, hard conversation with among yourselves in terms of the Denver Broncos brass and say, we've got to think about, about this long term here. What is the best play for us? And obviously, you know, no, no player is going to tank. I want to just get, make that clear. Everyone talks about tank, tank, tank. No, as Tyler Columbus our friend likes to say, no player ever wants to put bad film out there. They're going to try their hardest, but, if a guy isn't in your long term plans, you are better off having the draft pick.
2: percent. Right. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. So you know you start shopping. Uh, Von Miller and Jarell Kate. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. You can't. Uh, you can't <laughs> trade those guys. But no, no you, you guys are right, and and that that's kind of the the way long term vision of this is in the in the long run if things really go do go down the garbage it's better to lose this game but of course no one no one's thinking that inside the organization because it is way too early to do that and when you guys are talking about how this game's going to unfold and Ryan you mentioned uh you know the blowout losses to to the Giants and the Jets and you also mentioned the win in Arizona the whole time I'm thinking what was the difference? And the one thing that really stuck out to me was Von Miller saying, we're going to beat their ass about the Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, you know, that took everyone by surprise. And that was the storyline going in. And, you know, we're saying, what if they lose? And, And there was no chance that the Broncos were losing that game after Von Miller said that who's doing that on this team this year. I have no idea. You know, I, last week I may have said Jarrell Casey was, was that guy who was going to do that? Maybe not, you know, out to us, but inside the, the building, maybe it's Kareem Jackson. You know, you, you can make a case for him, but that's just the one thing to me that I'm like, I don't know if there's that guy right now. Cause it's certainly not going to be the quarterback.
1: Yeah, and that's why I asked Justin Simmons yesterday on the Zoom conference about where is the leadership coming from. Now he's one of those guys that you're counting on to offer leadership without Vaughn, without Jarrell Casey, without Todd Davis, who you cut. Uh, Cortland Sutton was emerging as a leader on offense, and of course Drew Locke. Uh, it's but you do need that fiery leader that that person who's going to say it goes this far, no farther. Not on my watch. Have Kareem's got, probably the best candidate for that.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, have you guys happened to see the uh, the promo that they're running for this game on NFL Network?
1: <laughs> no. It,
2: oh man, I saw one earlier this week. Who were they headlining? And I was Melvin like, Gordon. Wow. That's yeah, right.
0: Melvin Gordon. <laughs> that honestly, I don't know why it was, so, it was like. Oh man this team is so uninteresting from a national perspective um it, i think the line in it is like melvin gordon's revival and i was just like oh
1: he had eight carries on sunday i mean that's not on him but he had eight carries you paid him 8 million dollars a year and you gave him the and you gave him the ball on the ground cuz he had a four, four receptions as well but you gave him the ball on handoffs eight Times well, it makes it, I don't it care makes what sense. the score is. I mean, well, that's, that's just wrong.
2: Well, it makes, it makes sense. You know, he he's sharing the load with Philip Lindsay, also getting Royce Freeman in there, and you got Drew Locke slinging it around. So of course he's only going to get eight carries. I told uh. you
0: guys it was going to happen. There were, there was going to be no room to run the ball in that game, and there wasn't. Um, but I just I couldn't believe that that was like. The, I wanted to see. I wish I could see a live reaction of the guy who does those promos when they handed him the script.
2: <laughs> just
0: They're like, all right, here you go. Sell Broncos jets combined 0 and 6. Uh, the most in- interesting story about the Broncos right now is um, Melvin Gordon's revival. <laughs> He's like, uh, are you guys serious? Like, I, just, I could not get over the fact that that was what they came up with for the Broncos. And then I tried to think, what's a better... Right. What else could mm. I I think it would be more interesting to to build up Brett Rippin as this like super winning quarterback from college and go with that. I to me that's more interesting.
1: Or just the kind of the the Rocky style storyline. Okay, he's an undrafted guy. Coming yeah. he he had to fight to to be a starter in college. He had to fight to get on a practice squad, and now here he is with his best shot. You play up the underdog thing. I mean, it's you know there was a guy. It was there was Chuck Wepner who was the inspiration for the Rocky movies. That, that's that's what you're doing. You're saying Brett Rippon, he's a million to one shot, and this is his shot. Something yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, see that—that's more interesting than to me. And then you talk yes. about how he won 90 games in college, mm-hmm. uh, threw for over 13,000 passing yards, um, played wait, on a blue field. Wait, 90 oh, no, no, games? No, sorry, sorry, threw 90 touchdowns in okay. college. <laughs> uh, I've, how many games did he win?
1: A lot. It would. It, wouldn't it be like in the? It's in the like upper 30s, right?
0: Yeah, let me look it yeah, up. it's it's something pretty it, high. Because Boise
1: just keeps winning and winning and winning.
0: I bet to you there's a lot of people that uh, that are Mountain West football fans that feel like Brett Ripon won 90 games in college.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> probably people. screaming at us right now as they're watching this or listening to this.
0: Of course, they don't have the record readily available on this page, but he won a lot of football games.
2: <laughs> yes, and Sam Darnold oh. has not Won very many
0: football games.
1: I f- thirty seven and twelve. Yeah, thirty seven and twelve is his record as a starter at Boise.
0: And I spoke with uh, a couple of sources yesterday who know Brett Rippon really well, and they just could not stop raving about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not from like a "this kid's gonna take over the NFL" type of thing, but it was just like, "This is the guy that you want leading your team uh, in a moment like this." um he's so cognitive he's so aware he's a he he really is a good leader he's gonna you know take the reins he's not gonna be afraid uh and and he's just going to cherish this opportunity but most of all the thing that was talked about was his football iq um and that to me was the biggest most glaring issue for jeff driscoll man You know, if you go watch The Turning Point uh, with Matt McChesney on our website right now, he breaks down four plays from the game and kind of shows you where things went wrong. And I'm sure you guys remember it. There is a play where Antoine Winfield creeps up towards the line of scrimmage. uh, And he is the extra guy out there that the offensive line isn't going to be able to block. He's not near any wide receiver. It is very obvious he's coming. And the Broncos just do nothing. They just let him – he just stands at the line. No one checks to anything, and he just runs and sacks Jeff Driscoll. And it's like, this cannot happen. Uh, And I know we've mentioned it this week on the show already, but then Brett Ripon comes in, and and Matt goes over this play as well. He sees what's coming. He checks once, but then he realizes that – Yeah, and here's the play, uh, Mm -hmm. of course, where you see Winfield on the side there. He's yeah. just standing there. No, one, like He's clearly coming. He has no responsibility over there. It's not like Garrett Bowles is going out for a pass. He's very clearly coming. No one checked out of it. So what was impressive from Brett, and I actually didn't catch this until I saw it from Matt. I knew he checked at the line. He actually checks twice. He sees uh, originally 54 and 45. He's calling out 54 and 45 on that double-A gap right there. But then he sees another more dangerous defender on the outside. I believe it's actually thirty-one Winfield, mm-hmm. uh, and he actually checks away and says, "Hey, make sure we also pick up Winfield." Uh, and the Broncos pick it up and they go and they go get a first down. This type of stuff is incredibly, incredibly important for this team right now because otherwise, teams are just going to pin back their ears on every play. And I think Brett Ripon has the opportunity to get them into plays that can succeed against these type of blitzes. Yeah. Brett,
2: Brett Rippon was a complete opposite of Jeff Driscoll in this game. We know Jeff Driscoll struggled mightily when, when pressure was brought, he couldn't do anything. Jeff or, or Brett Rippon was great when pressure was bought b- b- because he did these things, Ryan. Right? he was able to check the protection. He saw it was coming pre snap. But what's interesting is when they didn't bring pressure on four plays that he was in, they were all negative plays. one, Uh, was a close interception one was a sack I can't I think one was a penalty uh, and then one was the interception so if you're the Jets this this should be easy and you're Greg Williams he's probably their best coach right now so which is a little unfortunate for the Broncos but it's easy it it, I'm I'm sending four against Brett Rippon and if they bring Jeff Driscoll in I'm bringing the
0: house every time thank you very much because now the Broncos have a run game again (laughs) that's what you hope
1: what got what got jeff driscoll bench is the same thing that got brock osweiler bench years ago remember in that game against the charger when peyton manning came in a big part of brock osweiler's problems was that he wasn't diagnosing when the chargers were bringing extra pressure from the edge when they had a defensive back coming up to blitz and so that's that that pre-snap stuff i mean it's massively important to, in terms of being, being able to find advantages at the, mar, at the margins, being able to to set things up pre-snap. And if you can't do that, then it doesn't matter if you have arm town, doesn't matter if you have athleticism, I assuming mean, Jeff Driscoll has both of them. If you can't do the things pre-snap to get everybody in the right position, then you shouldn't be playing. And the, the other thing that kind of is illuminating is, and why everyone should watch this Matt McChesney video is, people always need to understand when there's a sack, it's not always on the quarterback or on right. the offensive line. A lot of times on the quarterback and you can look at the pressures and sacks that Jeff Driscoll took. And a lot of it's on him, not okay. on the O line.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay guys. So this is our last podcast before the game.
2: Wait, Ryan be- before we do it, if you're going into predictions really quick, I have to get your guys' take on Vic Fangio in this potential two quarterbacks playing throughout the game. He's mentioned it every single time we've talked to him this week about how Jeff Driscoll might come in. You know, he he he's you know an athletic guy, is what Vic has said. Is this just to prepare Broncos country that and and try to not make it hard if he has to bench Brett Ripon? Or is this that? They actually may use two quarterbacks, you know, each series. What, what is this message that Vic's sending out?
0: I think it's, he's, it's twofold. One, I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to play Jeff Driscoll in this game. Um, but two, I also think he wants the, to make the Jets prepare for him because they're two different guys. And as we've seen, you would execute two very different game plans against them. Jeff Driscoll, you bring the house. Uh, Brett Ripon, apparently you're better off staying back in coverage and not giving him any easy reads. So I think there's some of that, but I also think that maybe there's an, there's a case here where the Broncos realize, okay, Brett can hold his own out there. We don't have to be so scared of getting Jeff Driscoll hurt that they might actually go ahead and use Jeff Driscoll's legs, because that's the only thing I can come up with as to why the Broncos were not using Jeff Driscoll uh, in a way that allowed him to use his greatest strength which is his running ability. I just figured, okay, they must just be too afraid of going to Brett Rippon that they don't want to get Driscoll hurt out there, so they're not going to get him outside of the pocket. Now that they've seen Rippon can hold his own, which I can't believe they didn't know in the first place, uh, I think they might say, okay, now go run some zone read.
1: Or the other thing is maybe we see the return of the wild horse package with Jeff Driscoll playing the Tim Tebow role. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: it'd be creative yeah. and, 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 and i would like
2: that yeah uh i think it's because if brett rippin struggles maybe on the first two drives they want a quick hook and then be able to put him back in i think if brett Ripon looks fine and is just not messing things up then you may not see jeff driscoll in this game i just think it's because vic fangio wants to not not get fans ready for it but he wants to kind of mentally get Brett ready to be potentially pulled and then put back in.
1: I think one thing that's worth asking also in terms of talking about this game at quarterback is if Drew Locke is not back by the New England game, and I think it's trending toward him, toward it being less than likely that he plays in Foxborough. What needs to happen Thursday in terms of performance to prevent Blake Bortles from starting that game in Foxborough?
2: When? And, and I think, I think if Bork's you win... Man. Yeah, because I don't see the, uh, Brett Rippon playing well and the Broncos losing. I think if the Broncos lose, it's because Brett... Maybe he's not awful, but you know he has one touchdown, two picks, no touchdowns, one pick, something like that. And then I think it's going to be all Blake Bortles. Oh,
1: God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, no
1: love for Bort, huh?
0: No... Honestly, that video of him throwing passes in practice is one of the most concerning things I've seen from the from the short period of of time we ever get to see videos of Broncos practice.
1: But think of the possibilities of Blake Bortles and Cam Newton in the same game when it comes to memes. I mean, it's off the charts. It's the greatest meme matchup of quarterbacks ever. If that yeah,
0: happens, I at least Brett Rippon has a quick processor and a quick trigger and a quick release. Like that's enough for me. That's all I'm asking for at this point. I don't know about Blake Borda's ability to process. I assume based on all of his experience, he could probably get the team into the, into the right play at the line. Uh, But man, his release is so slow and so painful to watch and just side-armed it's bizarre it's well
1: it's like brock osweiler i mean there he was this six foot seven inch quarterback who if he threw over the top would uh would would have a a perfect scenario in terms of delivery to to get over every defensive line and he always and he when he got under duress he always you know devolved into that sidearm thing despite all the co, despite all the coaching to try to get that out of his system it just goes to show that uh, no matter how much work you do to to change your mechanics, to change the way you throw the ball, to have the optimal style that when you're under pressure, you end up reverting to what you were.
0: Okay. Well, thankfully we don't have to watch Blake Bortles throw footballs this week. Um, So we do, ha- we do have to watch Brett Ripon, and, and I think it could be enjoyable. I am still, I, I, I'm not going to know what my answer to this question is until it comes out of my mouth. I don't. I still don't know what I think is going to happen. Um, but Zach, I'll start with you. Let's get down uh, our predictions for this game here on Thursday Night Football. Uh, some have called it the game of the year.
2: Yeah, and it's going to live up. To the worst game of the year, I think is what what I heard you say, Ryan, and it, it's going to be that. And I'm just trying to think of the ugliest score possible. You know, I was thinking 13 to 12. I may end up going with that, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think uh, I think Vegas is right about it being a close game. I just. Man, when push comes to shove, and I've had so many people this week just remind me how bad the Jets are. But then what I say back to them is two things I say, well, the Broncos are without 11, they have 11 guys on the IR, including five starters. You know, they may be without five of their six Pro Bowlers. If Phillip Lindsay's back, then, then they'll be without four of them. Not only are they without their quarterback, they're without their second, straight, or their second string quarterback has been benched. So they're with an undrafted second-year guy in Brett Ripon. And I like Brett, but if you just view it like that, then how, how are the 0-3 Broncos not too far off from being the worst team in the game right now? I think when Drew locks back, that changes. And when push comes to shove, they have Sam Darnold. He has not been good, but we've seen flashes of it. And just I like the unknown of Brett Ripon, but they have the quarterback. They have the better quarterback. So I'm giving that one point favorite to the Jets. I think Ooh. the Jets, I think the Jets sneak out of this with uh, a, a one point victory. You know what? I'll go with that stupid number. Thirteen to twelve is what this game will be. How and, do we get there? Four I, field think, goals? I guess. Yeah, and I hate doing it where where no, no. team gets in the end zone. Four field goals, and I guess since I said pick six, uh, Brett Ripping gets picked for a pick six, and then the the Jets add two field goals to that. So I guess I'm saying there's no offensive touchdowns in this game,
1: <laughs> or okay, there's a few other things you could be talking about a safety, so a touchdown, a field goal, and a safety. Or think of the and it just hit me when you said 13 12 that the Broncos. With only a couple of field goals, could be you know that they that they could be down they could be down 13 to six, right? And then Brett Rippon, just like he did in the Hall of Fame game, brings the Broncos back downfield, dink and dunk, dink and dunk, touchdown pass. They're going for two.
2: <laughs> Why not?
1: They don't they lose thirteen to twelve.
2: Oh man. You don't bring Juwan Winfrey in for that uh corner, corner <laughs> touchdown.
1: He's not busy right now. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Maybe Tyree Cleveland is gonna play the role of Jawan Winfrey since basically that's who he is. Like Tyree is Jawan two point That's why he made the team and Jawan didn't.
0: Well well, Zach, uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get under twenty-nine and a half if you want it, at plus three seventy-five. Oh my gosh. You're gonna make that your DraftKings pick of the week.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I was thinking originally my pick was going to be 17-16, so that would go just over that. But, guys, do, I mean, do either of you have the under on this or, or the over on this? I believe it's set at 40, right?
0: Uh, I have it right in front of me right now. 39 and a half. It's come down a half point since Brett Rippon was named the starting quarterback. <laughs>
1: oh, there's there's your confidence in Brett Rippon right there.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> Do either? I mean, what? What's your, what's uh, your guys' score? What happens in this game? Because I'm curious if anyone has this being a a game where both teams score in the twenties.
1: I've got it twenty to ten for the Broncos. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it, it's not so much on the Broncos. I think what we have to note is this: the Jets are a really bad football team, and of course, how bad? Well, I figured there's got to be a number to Explained this, and there was. This is the 13th team in the last 25 years that started 0 and 3 without scoring at least 20 points once and losing every game by double digits. But you know what happened to those previous 12 teams? They all lost their fourth game by an average margin of 14 points. Now the Broncos, not a good team. So I'm not saying they're going to hit that average victory margin, but I think they'll do enough. I think the defense will get a take, will get a takeaway, uh, whether it's a, I'm not sure if it's going to be a fumble or a pick or, or whatever, but I think the defense is going to get a takeaway, a short field, set Brett ripping in the offense up for a short field touchdown. At some point, the jets are a hard football team. Hard. I mean, if, there's every reason for Broncos fans emotionally to go into tank for Trevor mode if they lose this game because you will have lost to the worst team in the NFL right now. But I don't think the Broncos will do that.
0: There we go, Mace. <laughs> <sighs> like I said, I, I really have no idea. I've never felt less <laughs> less inclined to go one way or the other on a football game. Um, the one thing I predict is pain. Uh, <laughs> Pain for all involved um,
1: we just went through pain last night. It can't possibly be any worse than that.
0: Well, no, no, that's absolutely correct. um but i my tiebreaker here comes down to what team wants to win more, what team actually wants to win the football game, and that's the Broncos uh the jets yeah of course do those players want to go out there and show well for themselves of course but they also like they want adam case fired uh and so i don't think they're going to throw the game but i just don't think they're going to be motivated in a way that i think the broncos will be i think the broncos are going to have more of the backs up against the wall type of mentality whereas the jets are going to have more of the let's get this crap over with uh and go to vegas for the weekend mentality uh and because of that eileen broncos it's it is not not going to be pretty uh so i'm going to say uh 13 10 broncos win
2: (laughs) yes two ugly ugly scores so i mean if you if you're riding with ryan or i
0: with our score predictions
2: you're taking that under 20 was it 29 and a half
0: Yeah, or you just take the 39.5 and and be safe. But you can (laughs) get the odds boost of 29.5 and and get 3.75 to 1 odds.
2: And look at that. is only half a point off from that, too. So, (laughs) I mean, it definitely seems like that 39.5 is safe,
0: doesn't it? It definitely feels like 39.5 is safe. Um, I'm just going through some of the props on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. And, man, they feel high to me. You've got Brett Rippon passing yards. What would you set it at, Zach?
2: Um, What would I set it at, or would I
0: think they set it at? What would you set it at?
2: I would set it at 181.5. Nice.
1: That is precise. I was just going to say 200.
0: Yeah, okay. I would have had it sub 200. It's at 219.5. Wow. Wow. Uh, Yeah, what about Sam Darnold passing yards? Uh,
1: 185. Two,
2: oh, um I would set it at two twenty nine. Oh, okay. So you
0: you're right on. Uh two twenty seven and a half. Um mm. uh, and Have then
1: it, his pass catchers. I mean it's it they don't no more Jamison Crowder right now, so it's it's Braxton Berrios and uh 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 you know it's not much.
2: We've we've seen this before with the uh, New I York know. team with no receivers. <laughs> I know, I know,
1: I know.
0: There's also a uh, player you would like this one, Zach. I guess player to have more passing yards: Sam Darnold minus 129, Brett Ripon plus 103.
1: Holy! Is Sam
2: Darnold has has Sam Darnold lost it completely?
0: I mean, some would say.
2: You're right. Yeah, some would say. <laughs> uh,
0: player to have more receiving yards: Braxton Berrios or Jerry Judy.
2: <laughs> Ooh. Wow. I, I'm definitely taking Judy. I feel like that's a bad trap, though.
0: I don't know what it is, but it's I, I it's crazy that Braxton Berrios is the one being named on this list. Yes, it is. It really
2: is.
1: And I liked him at the senior bowl a couple of years ago though. I wanted the Broncos to pick him.
2: Oh, we all did. And we then, all were Braxton fans.
1: And then a year later I wanted them to pick Hunter Renfro. And here they they are, both on the Broncos' schedule this year.
2: (laughs) Yep, exactly. Uh, Man, there's a lot of good things on DraftKings Sportsbook, and I'm going to go with my pick of the week. I'm going to go away from this game because this is such an ugly game. I have no idea what's going to happen. You know, I I give the Jets that one-point win, but it is with 50.5% confidence. You know, I have the Broncos right there for it, so I'm just not comfortable with this game. One game that is just jumping out to me that I'm very comfortable with, it's the Baltimore Ravens going in to Washington to play the Washington football team. I don't care what the line was. I'm taking uh, the, the Ravens in this one. The line is 13. Give me the Ravens to go in there after their really disappointing performance on both sides of the ball on Monday night and just destroy Washington who will be without chase young. So give me, give me Washington or give give me the Ravens plus or minus 13.
1: There's a lot to be said for a good team and a great player playing angry. And I think that's a great pick Zach. And my pick is very similar. It's somebody who's playing angry. And of course, that is Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers who are undefeated. They are seven and a half point favorites at home against Atlanta. And of course, Atlanta has blown leads left and right. But at some point, when you have some tough losses, they start wearing on you. And then the whole thing collapses. Atlanta's defense is in complete free fall. It wouldn't surprise me, guys, the Packers put up 40 plus in this game on the Falcons on Monday night and win comfortably. So even though the Falcons are getting seven and a half. I've got to go. I've I've got to go with the Packers on this one with that spread. If if it were ten or twelve, I'd have some thoughts, but seven and a half for the for the Packers that the Falcons are getting, that just seems like free money to me.
0: Man, uh so your 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 pick is the Packers. Yes. Okay. I don't know why that game just scares me. Uh, I don't like the hook there. It makes me uncomfortable. Well,
2: for me, the the reason it makes me uncomfortable is the Falcons have proven that they yeah. can be a really good football team. So, do they do that for four quarters this week? Do they do that for no no quarters?
1: They've proven they can be a really f- good football team on one side of the ball. Yeah. The the defense is is terrible. All the progress they made in the second half of the season of on defense last year, which basically which basically say Dan Quinn's job that's out the window right now. That D is a sieve. Rodgers is going to carve it
0: up. All right. I I I don't hate it, but I just it, may, it makes me yeah. uncomfortable. Um I was going to get cute here and go with one of these player props. I don't think Sam Darnold's going to be on the field enough to throw for 227 yard, yards. I mean, that that's like got to have like at least four or five sustained drives. Uh, mm-hmm. to hit that number. I don't think they're going to come close to that. But instead of you know trying to get cute and, and, and uh, go for one very specific thing, just give me the under. I mean, under 39.5. <laughs> <half. laughs> it, it feels so safe. Uh, and really quick, I want to look at the team totals. Um, yeah, New York Jets, under 19.5 I also like uh so you know but i'll just take the 39 and a half and and uh and and ride with that i think there's a lot of paths to under i don't think there's a lot of paths to over
2: from the way we've been talking about this that just seems like free money it's like well you could take the 375 if you want to go 29 or just take the free money and if you ever get a chance to get free money i guess i guess you take it right
0: that's exactly how i feel zach okay Well, with that in the books, I think we're going to end the live portion of this podcast. We're going to head over to the comment section, which you can find, uh, of course, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, And if you listen to this on YouTube or watched us on YouTube, we'd love if you gave us a thumbs up, maybe go hit that subscribe to the DNVR YouTube channel. And if you're feeling really generous, Hit the little uh, bell right next to the subscribe. You'll get an alert anytime we go live so you can make sure you never miss one of these. Uh, But for the live portion, that's going to wrap it up. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. All right, shout out to everyone who's still rolling along with us on the podcast side of things. And uh, also a shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. They're damn good beers. They're the official beer of DNVR. And they're also the official beer of the Broncos. I just don't know what more you're waiting for uh, to go down to your local liquor store and bring some Breck brews to your door. Did you did you catch that, right? That was unintentional <laughs> for the first two thirds. Uh Breck brews, they're smooth, they're they're crisp, they're refreshing. And no matter what kind of beer you like, there's always something for you uh from Breck Brew. So head on down to the closest place where you can get beers and find some Breck Brews. And if you can't find them there, just use the Breck Brew locator. They'll tell you where the closest ones are to you. So Shout out to Brecker Ridge Brewery.
2: A great time to be sipping on some Breck Brews when you're checking out our Colorado rugby coverage over at thednvr.com and over on Twitter at dnvrrugby and over on any podcast form you listen to at dnvrrugby. Infinity Park in Glendale is now the new official training center for men's and women's USA Eagles 15 teams. That means Colorado is the place for rugby in the United States and no one covers it better then Colton Strickler at thednbr.com. So make sure to check out everything going on in the American rugby at thednbr.com. That is your best place for all American rugby news. So check check us out at thednbr.com for our rugby coverage where Colton Strickler are reported as a great job breaking down the game and also what's going on. So if you're a hardcore fan, you'll love it. If you want to get into the sport, you'll also love it because he does a great job giving you some basic 101 pods to let you know what's going on. So make sure to check us out DNVR rugby uh, on any podcast format and also on Twitter.
0: All right, Zach, time to hear from the the good people. Of course we, uh, we had to let Mace go. So it's just us two for the rest of this Mace will be at the game. Uh, tomorrow, so make sure you're following him on all the proper channels to get his coverage from one of the few people who will be up close and personal. All right, from Owen3 broke the count. The last time the Boncos went Owen3, I saw the count spending his alimony check on jello shots at a cavern on Colfax. It wasn't pretty. His mascara had clearly been running with abandon. The long and short of it is, we need a win.
2: <laughs> oh man, I'm curious what the count did when uh, they went to 0-4 last year.
0: Yeah, God, I can't believe that they could win this game and be off to a better start than last season.
2: (laughs) Right. Maybe we have a little parade on Friday, Friday morning if they win.
0: I think I blacked out. Like, I don't remember it being this dark last year. Maybe it's just because there weren't the injuries.
2: Right. Or maybe because there was the hope of Drew Locke, and we, we were just, like, just pulling our hair out, not knowing, like, why they weren't playing him or bringing him off IR.
0: We were, we were banging the Drew Lock drum definitely in week four, if not earlier.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hang in there, the count. Next one coming in from Love Thunder Down Under. Ladies and mostly gentlemen, there is something special about Brett. That press conference gave me great vibes. A story of the ages is coming Thursday night. So with the story that is about to be ripping, you're welcome. What do the numbers say about this tale of Brett? over or under pregame Hank successful tinder picks setting it at half
0: well uh we're still doing the tailgate on Sunday this week so um I guess it won't be uh I guess it won't be involved but we, we don't know if uh if Hank will still be trying to get picks from his tinder dates just for leisure before the game <laughs> uh, but even if he was I'm still setting taking the under on that
2: Hank, tequila shots, he's setting it at 10. Since I'm saying there's no Broncos game, got to go over.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not going to go over on that. I know Henry very well. There's no way he could handle more than five.
2: (laughs) Times Dre gets way too emotional over fairly inconsequential points, two and a half.
0: Listen, this overhits any time you're around Dre for more than 30 minutes, that's an over.
2: And then this one is just a punch to me below the belt. Zach setting the key <laughs> to the game at 100 rushing yards, half. I'll tell you what, it's going to be under.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, we're obviously uh, the show is going to be a little different this week, so we won't have a magic number for you. Uh, oh, we do have a magic number from Zach. Okay, I w- just...
2: We do have a magic number. It's just going to uh, – I guess it's going to have to air a bit early.
0: Yeah, maybe we, should, we probably should have just aired it today on our show. Uh, but we'll, we'll put it out there for the people. So that means I have to guess what the magic number is. Yes, yes, uh, you do. The magic number is going to be one and a half.
2: Oh, wow. I was I thought you were going to come close. You're only uh, like 181 off.
0: So, it's 182, uh, and it's about Sam Darnold passing yards.
2: Oh, my goodness. Bingo. Nailed it. 183 is the magic number. And this is actually kind of crazy. In the Sam Darnold, Adam Gase era, when Sam Darnold has played at home, every time he's thrown for over 183 passing yards, the Jets have won. Mm. Five times. They're 5-0. At home, when Sam Darnold has over 183 passing yards, the three times he hasn't hit that, they've lost. So Sam Darnold's actually a winning quarterback at home in his career under Adam Gates. So that's going back to last year. Isn't that kind of crazy that, you know, how bad the Jets are that he still has a winning record at home?
0: Yeah, people don't realize how hard it is to win road games in any sport uh, and how much easier it is to win home games. You know, everyone knows how bad the Buffs have been uh, for the, you know, the majority of uh, two decades. But I've been to every game during that time, and the Buffs still have a winning record in games that I've been to. Really? Yep.
2: Wow. Yeah, that just does show you how tough it is to win on the road.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. All right, uh, moving on here to the game. Broncos passing yards, I'm, I'm hijacking this, over under 200. Under. Under. Even with Broncos. Rushing, over-under 110.
2: It has to be over if they want to win.
0: Under. Broncos passing TDs, over-under 1.5. Under. Under. <laughs> Broncos takeaways, over-under
2: 1.5. Under.
0: I go over. Broncos defensive points, over-under .5. Under. <laughs> Could have this at six point five. <laughs> I guess it would have been 5.5. 5. Right. So, um, I'm going to say under. Fant yards after catch over under 35 I will say over on that one me too Jerry Judy touchdowns over under 0.5 I'm not betting on anyone to score touchdowns. <laughs> me,
2: me neither under
0: <laughs> under all right post game lines coaches fired at <laughs> point 0.5 I'm taking the over
2: oh, I'm taking the under because the Jets get the win you don't fire someone after a win
0: uh bronco over under broncos that get injured and will miss time 30
2: oh under oh my gosh
0: just just under uh i'll touch wood that was a joke uh ripping total starts for the broncos in 2020 over under 0.5 zach you have them losing like they're definitely going bort bort if they lose this Uh,
2: one. yep it's under unfortunately oh no total starts like after this one i think you mean so i'll go uh I'll go under if it's after yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, post-game.
0: Right. Yeah, right, because it's post-game lines. Uh, man, you really think they would just abort Brett like that? <laughs> they did it to Jeff. They didn't even give him a full game. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I was thinking about it. So, he got three quarters in the Pittsburgh game, right?
2: Yep, and then I think one possession in the fourth.
0: So, six quarters, 2.5 million. <laughs>
2: not a good return on your investment remember we had that last year with joe flacco like how much he made per touchdown thrown this one may even be a, a worse investment
0: um i cannot believe that <laughs> in case Keenum, t- we had it too wow so that's 2.5 million per touchdown right per yeah
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: oh my god yeah um are they going to cut him? What are, they, what are the Broncos going to do here?
2: With four quarterbacks, you got to think they're hanging on to Blake
0: Bortles, right? You would think unless they decide, okay, we don't actually need Blake Bortles. Brett's fine. Blake, thanks for, for coming for a quick little vacation to Denver.
2: Well, and, good... well, I guess they could do that because Blake has isn't guaranteed his salary since he was signed after week one. So that could be the, that could be the move. It yeah, just seems like that, John likes Blake, though.
0: <laughs> How? <laughs> um, I think that's more likely now. Just from a money perspective, like you're, you just have to make Brett. You have to make Jeff Driscoll just stay around just to earn his two point five million dollars. Um, now you could save two point five million dollars as well if he's not on the roster at uh, the beginning of next year. But still, I'm making him get 16 game checks to get $2.5 million. <laughs>
2: yeah, otherwise he's just walking away with $2.5 in four
0: games. Can you imagine, dude, <laughs> what it would be, be like big. to be Jeff Driscoll? I always see these guys – does Jeff Driscoll not and, – and I mean this with all due respect. <laughs> does Jeff Driscoll not realize he can't cut it as a quarterback in the NFL?
2: No, no, because he says someone just gave me $2.5 million to do this. Clearly, I can cut it.
0: Wouldn't you just say, like, I now have – what do you think he has in in his career earnings? $5 million? Yeah, yeah, Don't you just say, like, I've got $5 million in the bank. I'm going to go do something else?
2: What if he can go get five more in the next five years? I know, I know.
0: <laughs> it's, it's always so easy. I just – I don't know, like, maybe football players' egos aren't as – uh as big as we think I don't know if I could handle that
2: <laughs> oh right right just the constant beat down and being told how bad you are
0: and just yeah and just like he, he's had a lot of opportunities to play in this league right. uh, and, and he's not the only one I really don't mean to just be picking on him specifically but I'm just talking on the whole like you get all these opportunities to play and it, it's just almost bad every time like it takes some resilience to just be like yep gonna keep doing this
2: What about Joe Flacco? You know, maybe he convinces himself last year that he was, you know, hurt and and that's why he was benched. I mean, I guess that's why he did lose his job, but why did he go one more place? I get why he would go somewhere after Baltimore, but then why would you go to the Jets after this? Oh my gosh. How about a nightmare scenario, Ryan? Sam Darnold gets hurt tomorrow or plays really bad and gets benched and Joe Flacco comes in. And leads a game-winning drive, and Joe Flacco and Adam Gase beat the Broncos.
0: Is it weird to say there's a part of me that's more that would I'd be more worried about this game if Joe Flacco was starting? <laughs> yeah,
2: because of the revenge factor. Because you think Joe wouldn't throw pick sixes?
0: Well, a couple things here. Uh, the revenge factor is definitely one um, that I just think that Joe doesn't like the Broncos I don't even think he liked the Broncos when he was on the Broncos (laughs) Uh, and also just I don't know the Broncos are so bad at getting pressure that I think he might be able to carve them up
2: yep and go deep over the top man yikes yikes I don't think you want to see Joe Flacco in the game so yeah I don't think it's crazy to say what you said
0: (laughs) crazy that is uh, a Sad. From Buckeye Bronco. (laughs) Fellas, fellas, fellas. I finally got this phenomenal subscription. Hell yeah, we got him. I was born in Ohio, but at an early age of five-ish, circa 1982. I realized that I didn't want to follow my family as Brownie fans. Good choice, I think, so far. (laughs) Love y'all's commentary. I just had to say RK, a.k.a. Lucky Day of the Three Amigos. Mace, let the two know the movie reference, please. We know the Three Amigos. I laughed my behind off today when I uh, heard your comment about being a fan fanatic bronco i don't i don't remember my comment you nailed it when i watch football 10 minutes prior oh okay when i watch football 10 minutes prior to kickoff i think logical about the youth and state of the team the movement after the that kick the team is uh the movement after that the that kick the team is absolutely unstoppable do you have a psychology degree so as you stated act accurately with my tantrum just gave me my Ba Ba! that beautiful Breck
2: brew <laughs> kind of lost at the end <laughs> It's all right. <laughs> I, I think, think the was... Breck brew kicked in at the end
0: <laughs> when the Breck brew hits um i get the I get the idea of what he's saying here. So i I nailed it, and yeah. the the reason i I do that is because i'm uh I'm the same way about the buffs. buffs are playing u s c they've got like you know someone like Sam darnold on their team. The Buffs are 27.5-point underdogs, and I, I, I just five – minute, five minutes before the game, I'm like, all right. Actually, it's really not that close for me. It's like two days before the game, I'm like, man, this is going to suck.
2: As
0: <laughs> soon as the ball is kicked off, I'm like, you guys better win this game.
2: <laughs> and that's, that's what's great, right? That's what's great about being a fan is getting that emotional attachment and thinking your team
0: can do anything. You get like one first down on the first series and you're like, I just don't see how they can stop us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh
2: man. Yeah. That, that, that's a, that's a good, good comment. And we're happy that you're joining us, Buckeye
0: Bronco. Yes. Yeah, great to have you in the family.
2: Next one from love thunder down under Ryan, right? Love thunder down under gives us Broncos four quarterback stats in college. I'm going to list them. Tell me if you can get them. Okay. First one quarterback A. 12,193 yards, 56.9% completion, 99 touchdowns, 39 interceptions, and four years.
0: Okay, uh, let me just go through process of elimination here. Do you have the uh, do you have the, the key? No, I don't have the key, so I'm gonna do this with you. Okay, I know number two is Brett Ripon. And I'm um,
2: pretty sure number four is Blake. Bortles.
0: Oh, really? I thought number four was Brock Osweiler. Are these all uh, current quarterbacks? I think it's oh, the Broncos, current. right? Okay, right. yeah. Okay, 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 okay. okay. That, Wait, that's...
2: why can I not? Oh, Jeff, I have absolutely no idea
0: what Jeff's stats were. Oh man, he. I'll go. I'll. I'll go. Jeff. I'm gonna, be his, a number three. Three. Yeah, his have to be the least prolific. I would think.
2: Um. So. So are we one and two? So uh, two is 13,500 yards, 64% completion, 90 touchdowns, 29 picks. Three is 7,000 yards, 61% completion, 50 touchdowns, 28 picks. And four is 7,500 yards, 66% completion, 56 touchdowns, 19 picks. So I'm going A and B, the, the two best stats by far, as Drew and Brett.
0: Yeah, the, the first one is definitely Drew. Okay. So second one's Brett. Second one's Brett third one is Jeff
2: because I think the three years to to be a top pick aren't you like was Jeff really coming out after three years oh I guess he could have he, he
0: transferred could've. though so that's where I'm I'm starting to question myself yeah
2: okay okay
0: so I'm going Bortles three Driscoll four uh, or Bortles yeah
2: yeah yeah I, th- I think you're right on that well should we go to the key right now we just uh, gotta
0: find out who played only three years of college
2: well what's funny is <laughs> is manning's forehead responded and guess exactly what what you did ryan and at the end he said not sure on the last two but i know the first two so literally exactly what we said yeah um All right, pulling up Blake Bortles' stats right now. How was he a top pick with only having those stats? It was just his
0: stature? They had one really, really good season.
2: All right, Blake Bortles is number four.
0: So uh, I got it wrong.
2: Yep. Okay, yeah, I don't don't even remember. But Blake Bortles with the second-tour stats in college of the Broncos' starting quarterbacks.
0: Man... Blake, Blake Bortles and Je- and, uh, and and Jeff Driscoll, basically the same.
2: <laughs> yep, and you have three and a half million tied up between the two of them. Cool, cool. <laughs> next one coming in from Bangkok Bronco hi gents i caught up on the Bucks pod so have a couple of thoughts to get off my chest first of all I was fairly active in the lounge while watching the game however around the start of the fourth quarter I stopped messaging entirely that's because I fell asleep which was entirely appropriate based on how we were playing it's impossible to judge a coaching staff on this year in results context based off on the injuries in my opinion however they don't get a completely free pass and they still uh, make plenty of decisions that can be judged on and ripping being the starter for Thursday night football is a small tick in my book, even if it doesn't work out. Taking a step back over the last couple of days, I managed to largely d- detach my emotions for the rest of the season from, my, from the result and instead attach it to the performance that we see. If we put up a good fight and see positive performances from our young players, but still taken out, I'll get myself some nice Breck brews and be happy regardless. If the performances and fight aren't there, it might have me be doing something considerably stronger to get me through this year. Good luck to all three of you for the next 13 weeks. I'm not sure I particularly want to cover a team in our situation right now. Double B out.
0: Yeah, the new, uh, the new interesting dynamic of covering the Broncos is when the game, for me, when the game gets to that point where you were so bored you fell asleep, like I'm just in the bar surrounded by a bunch of Broncos fans who are all, just all so bummed. It's like it's like the saddest place. Like the bar is such a great place to be all the time, except for when the Broncos go three and out like seven times in a row and everyone is just like has their head in their hands. But at least at least you have some people to take it in with.
2: Yeah, it absolutely. So, something tells me that Bangkok Bronco is, you know, thinking rationally because we're 36 hours out. 36 seconds after kickoff, Ryan. I, I bet it's uh, not going to be satisfied with some three and outs.
0: Do you see so, – so I talked about the potential um, outcomes of this game. I think it's like an embarrassing loss for the Broncos, but not a blowout or like a legitimate blowout for the Broncos. Do you see um, – Jets blow out is that on the table at all for you yeah oh, yeah wow. it, okay. it
2: is it is I mean again I want to take a step back and on Friday morning if I'm saying the Broncos lost by what 17 yeah and uh, I can convince myself by saying it was Sam Darnold you know he had the best game that he's had this year and and one of his best games of his career going up against some some backup corners uh and then on the other side Brett Ripon had you know two huge mistakes, and one of them was a pick six.
0: (laughs) All you can honestly do is laugh. Uh, Manning's forehead started a new game of Sid Meier's Civilization 4, where the Civ name is Colorado. The Civ leader is Jared Polis, and all my cities are in Colorado. I miss Colorado. Don't have any clue what you're talking about, but Colorado misses you too.
2: Exactly. You got to – maybe you start a sports team and call them the Broncos. Oh, Dan eventually. Burke chiming in. Hey, guys. A couple days back, someone mentioned that it was a Connor McGovern revenge game on Thursday. But are y'all forgetting who was signed off the Jets practice squad this time last year? I'll give Shh. you a hint. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> also, is there any point in keeping Driscoll on the roster as soon as Bortles is ready to go? I know there's dead cap ramifications with letting him go, but the writing's on the wall here. No?
0: What? I can't. If Broncos country has, is like weirdly has an affinity for Blake Portals. I can't. <laughs> ready to go. Like, I don't. Do you think he was brought in here to start football games? Like when they signed him, do they think? Do you think that that was the idea?
2: I think John Elway thought that, though, that was the idea. Yep. Without God. a
0: doubt. Maybe I'm just like too sane to put myself in those, uh, in those shoes. But I, I actually believe John Elway when he said he's just here as an emergency veteran backup who in a worst-case scenario can go in there. But now you found that out, that, that Rippon is actually uh, way more prepared to do that because he actually knows the offense. Uh, and so I think, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I think that Blake Bortles is the one getting the chop.
2: And that that would make sense. But if you already know Jeff Driscoll isn't the guy, do you just keep Blake Bortles and say bye to Jeff?
0: I don't know, man. Have you seen that video of Blake Bortles throwing <laughs> <laughs> It's
2: It's rough. <laughs> I guess they couldn't really have a tryout. They couldn't see him throw before signing him.
0: God, if Blake Bortles was starting this game, I would – I would be a hundred percent in on the Broncos losing.
2: Yeah. I mean, one week I'm honestly, the way I view it is probably couldn't be any more different than you, Ryan. I am actually a little surprised that Blake Bortles isn't starting this game with like 17 plays at his disposal.
0: God, what a (laughs) mess Uh, from Mark it snatch. Hey guys, we all know how athletes work. If you tell a team, any team, it could, could be the Jamaican bobsled team, that if they win, the other team's coach will be fired. Those players will do everything in their power to make that happen. You yes. add on that the coach in question is a former employee of your team who holds a massive grudge over you, a guy who made it a priority to embarrass your team at the first chance he had, a guy that is now on the hot seat at a different team uh, from the one that he used to dunk on you. You have a chance to get that guy fired. If what Colin Cowherd said is true, Adam Gase is gone if the Jets lose on Thursday. You don't need Von Miller to tell the media we're going to kick their ass. There's Gotham green blood in the water, and there will be an orange and blue shiver of sharks swarming on Thursday. The Broncos don't come out and play savagely. What are you most concerned about? Oh, you see, I thought we were <laughs> heading for a mic drop.
2: <laughs> I thought so too. And, but Ryan, I actually kind of view all of the points he said in there almost the opposite of the way he said it. Uh, I, I don't know if the Broncos are more up for this game because they can get Adam Gase fired for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I don't think the Broncos care that Adam Gase is their head, or, or I don't think the players care that Adam Gase is their head coach. I don't really think Vic Fangio cares either. I know John Elway cares that that's the case, but I don't think the Broncos players uh, you know, don't like Adam Gase because he's a, a former employee. You have no Broncos playing on Thursday night that were anywhere close to with Adam Gase in Denver. So I don't really think that matters. And I actually think that the Adam Gase factor helps the Jets. And that's why there, if there could be a blowout the Jets way, because he may do another onside kick when they're up 10 zero with one minute left to get the ball to score another touchdown, you know, maybe that's uh, Adam Gase's best, moments as a head coach is when he plays the Broncos and he goes 2-0 against them and he gets fired but you know he's still happy at the end so I kind of disagree with you uh but but I think it could still work out in the Broncos favor because the Jets players know that if they lose this game especially in embarrassing fashion that their head coach could be fired it doesn't really seem like they like Adam Gase so maybe they don't they're not going to lose this game intentionally but they may not have their coaches back 100% this whole game.
0: I also wonder if Adam Gase has like a, I don't know, a moment of clarity while watching film where he's just like, oh my God, if I just get our tight end on Josie Jewell on every play, we're going to move the ball at will.
2: Sam can't throw pick sixes while throwing to a tight end, right?
0: (laughs) Or while throwing in Josie Jewell's direction. (laughs) Last time, I don't know if people remember this, you know, everyone remembers the onside kick. You know who... The connection that scored a touchdown in that game, Zach? Who? Jay Cutler to Julius Thomas. Oh
2: my goodness. Wow. Down in Miami? Yep. Wow. Yeah, I totally forgot that both of those guys were there still.
0: Yep. I believe Isaiah McKenzie. Um, did he get a safety or something? And then he also so. yep. um, didn't know how to get out of bounds to stop the clock <laughs> at the end. Oh, God.
2: Brutal. Brutal. Um,
0: yeah, so I don't know, I think last time they played, Gase knew that he could isolate the tight end uh, and, and make some plays there, so uh, you never know, you never know. What if, what if he goes for the uh, Shannon Sharp record?
2: <laughs> oh no, and he'll just try to do it in one half like the uh, 49ers were unsuccessful in doing. Exactly. Yikes. Bacon Bronco says, "Are we allowed to criticize Elway for his coaching hires? I would feel a lot better if we had Kyle Shanahan coaching this team. VJ was a complete joke of a head coach. Fangio and his defensive genius has yet to be seen. I'll hang up and listen to your thoughts. Thanks."
0: Of course, you can criticize Elway for his coaching hires. You can do whatever you want here. Um, <laughs> I would say he's now two and two. If this is a failure with Vic Fangio, which is not what you're looking for, but um, it's not. I mean, yes, they should have hired Kyle Shanahan. Like, that, that is yeah. the truth at this point. Um, and, man, I just I, – I, I want to believe that John Elway had full autonomy to be able to hire Kyle Shanahan, but we know he didn't have full autonomy to be able to hire Mike Shanahan when he wanted. So what's to say he wasn't prevented from doing that?
2: Yeah, and maybe that's the only decision that John Elway's made where he hasn't had full autonomy to do that because it does seem like John has the power to do everything else, maybe except that one thing.
0: Yeah, although we do know that they were like in the can for, for Vance Joseph before it even happened, and I'll just never understand why.
2: I want that defensive backs coach from Cincinnati so a, bad.
0: A vibe? Is it a vibe thing that they thought that he had?
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean – Or was there someone that was around Vance at some point that Elway trusted a ton and that person just said, dude, he's the next thing. And John just trusted what one person said and ran with it.
0: By the way, you know, everyone loved to, uh, to point out and and maybe even poke fun at my affinity for Cliff Kingsbury. He's also looking like a better hire uh, than (laughs) John, John Elway's most recent hire.
2: Yeah, he's looking pretty. Th- and th- there was a plan there, Ryan. Yes, there there was. was a plan. They said we have the number one overall pick. We may be bad this year. What? How many did they win last year? Five.
0: Something in that area. They had like the eighth overall pick, I think.
2: Felt a lot better than the Broncos, five and eleven, when uh, they had that a couple of years ago, didn't it?
0: They sure did, and they knew they had a bad roster. Uh, they were gonna just try and get the offense in place and let it roll, um, and guess who else is on that coaching staff who actually is doing a pretty nice job right now?
2: Our guy, Vance Joseph.
0: Vance Joseph. <laughs> uh, everyone loves to dunk on Vance Joseph whenever, like, a tight end scores a touchdown or something against the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. But th- no one loves to give him credit when they have good games, and they've had a couple. I mean, they, they beat the 49ers. Yeah. Um, so, what 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 I was thinking about the other day is – Zach, you have the 10th overall pick in that draft. But the Cardinals don't get Cliff Kingsbury. The Broncos get Cliff Kingsbury. So if the Cardinals don't have Cliff Kingsbury, they're probably not targeting Kyler Murray. Nope, they're not. But Cliff Kingsbury gets into the office in Denver and says, look, man, this guy is perfect for my offense. We got to go get him. Who is the second quarterback off the board in that draft?
2: Oh man. So It was it w-
0: Daniel Jones. Yep. So Daniel Jones was our they uh the Giants were already in the bag for Daniel Jones. Yep. And he went fourth or sixth?
2: Or I think fifth. sixth. Okay. I <laughs> well,
0: was, the Broncos probably could have traded up to 7. Yeah. And got Tyler Murray.
2: Yep. Yep. They they very well could have now who who's the GM? Is it Joe Ellis now? Is it Cliff Kingsbury cuz I know it's not John LA. <laughs>
0: Uh, on that, we, You know, we've had some good moments uh, asking John Elway questions about quarterbacks at the Combine. It you, wasn't it you who asked him about Lamar Jackson? Yeah. And that's yeah. when he said he's going to be a good quarterback for somebody. Yeah. Uh, and then I asked him about Kyler Murray, and he went on like a whole thing about how the quarterback has to be able to see over the line from under center because that's how you run the ball. And- <laughs> Goodness gracious.
2: Yeah, it, it's going to be someone else's problem.
0: Unbelievable.
2: And now if you ever have to play the Cardinals, it's your problem.
0: Yeah, it sure is. Uh, or the Ravens, for that matter.
2: Yeah, seriously. In fact,
0: you played the, the Ravens after they had Lamar Jackson, you didn't even have to face him. It's the loss.
2: Yep. <laughs> Orange crust Chiming In says, with Casey's injury and his lack of production this year, do the Broncos bring him back? Well, I don't think – you judge like a lack of sack production in the equation to whether you bring him back or not. But the injury you, you can factor in and say, is he going to be a hundred percent from that next year? Uh, and Ryan, you can cut Jarrell Casey after this year and it costs you $0. Now Jarrell Casey is supposed to make over $10 million next year. So what I think happens is there is a restructure because mm-hmm. the Broncos want Jarrell Casey here. They don't want to cut him. I also don't think that they want to pay him $10 million and I don't think Jarrell Casey would get over $10 million on the open market next year being what 32 years old coming off an injury uh, when a team dumped him for a seventh round pick the year before. So I think Jarrell Casey's back. He gets some guaranteed money in his pocket and we'll say $7 million uh, is what he gets next year. Uh, But I do think he's back. I don't think it's on the contract he's with.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that's right all around. Can you imagine though, if you pay him that much money for that many games.
2: I mean,
1: the amount of times this happens. List. Yeah. I know.
0: It is. It's kind of shocking, honestly. And I wonder, often... if,
2: I wonder if this is something that happens to other teams too. Like, obviously it happens occasionally to other teams, but are the Broncos really just one of the, do they just have the worst luck? And that's all I'm going to call it. It is luck with these things. You didn't know Theo Riddick uh was gonna oh be God. given you know a hospital ball in the preseason you didn't I guess the the one that is a little more predictable is Mark Barron and I guess that can kind of be on you by bringing him in and then kind of have him go full speed and you know pull a hammy there but you didn't know Jarrell Casey was gonna you know tear his bicep and there wasn't really anything you could do about that
0: <sighs> it's pretty unbelievable man
2: Theo Ron Riddick, James.
0: Jawan James, Bryce Callahan last oh, season. Oh, man. That's Mark a lot Barron. of money. <laughs> this is upwards of $20 million. No, over $20 million. Yeah. Yeah. Of little to no production at all. It's not someone's fault. People keep, like, wanting to blame this on John Elway. It cannot be John Elway's fault. But, man. It's almost $40 is, million. is it really? Oh, because of Jarrell Casey now.
2: Right. And that's not even including, um, Juwan James's number this year because it's technically you're not losing that; it's going over to next year. Yeah, which is uh, uh. (laughs) fun. (laughs)
0: Okay. Uh, um, (laughs) Before we move on, a shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Week three is in the books, and it's time for week four. There's no better place to get on on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement. DraftKings is bringing back the can't miss offer if you haven't tried out DraftKings Sportsbook yet head to the app store now because you don't want to miss this DraftKings is giving all new users a chance to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars when you pick right on any team that's right you can place a one dollar bet on any team and if that hits you're gonna get a hundred dollars cash money right into your account and heck if you want to you don't want to do it on football, you want to use it on basketball, you could pick any market. That means any bet that you want to pick in the NBA finals, it could be anything. LeBron James, this, you know, Duncan Robinson threes, uh Jimmy Butler points, anything, you can get a two hundred percent profit boost on that, uh, which is gonna make it a nice juicy bet for you. So whatever you want to bet on, DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to do it, and Existing users get a 20% profit boost on any NFL game. It's an awesome deal. Uh, so make sure you check that out and download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook now. And, of course, use the code DNVR when you, shine, when you sign up. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado-only uh bonus. Comprised a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25X playthrough and restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
2: Ryan, this is a week of celebration for this podcast right here. Do you know what today is in the international days of
0: international day of pop tarts
2: oh man you 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 had the first two letters right
0: podcasts
2: boom there you go it's international podcast day obviously that is a big one for us so happy international podcast day to you my partner and it's also International Coffee Day week. Of course, International Coffee Day was yesterday. And our good friends over at Strava Craft Coffee are hooking you guys up with 30% off for all DNVR listeners this entire week on Strava Craft Coffee. If you use that magical code, it's a little different this time, DNVR30. To get 30% off, so make sure to check out Stravacraft Coffee. It is delicious, rich, smooth CBD coffee. It, it's great because it gives you the caffeine punch you need, but then it also provides that CBD benefit, which helps with aches, pains, migraines, headaches, anything that's going on in your body. It helps relieve, including those coffee jitters. That is just the perfect one-two punch there, and I'll make it a one-two-three punch by using that magical code DNVR30. For 30% off this week. This deal runs through October 5th, so you still have a week to get in. Make sure to check out Strava Craft Coffee and celebrate National Coffee Day as you're celebrating International Podcast Day by listening to this podcast. Let's just celebrate the world, Brian.
0: Absolutely, Zach. And on this International Podcast Day, I want to thank everyone who listens to us in countries all across the world, Zach. Some crazy stats for you right here. Uh, do you know what the single most listened to podcast in the country of about football in the country of Bahrain is? <laughs> us? Us. <laughs> do you know what the single most listened to football podcast in the country of Sri Lanka is? I'm gonna go us. It's us. <laughs> do you know what the number five most popular football podcast? all time in the country of brazil is us it is us
2: holy smokes uh
0: and it just is incredible number seven uh most listened to football podcast in colombia right now number nine in chile Woo. uh i mean we're in the top 100 in ukraine we are
2: uh, oh man that is so cool
0: we're number 13 in the united arab emirates i mean it's just (laughs) incredible um the international support that we have on this podcast and of course right here in our backyard as well uh it means the world to us and it's so cool when we see countries like germany and norway and denmark and sweden saudi arabia and austria and the philippines there's bronc broncos country is worldwide and uh you guys prove it so it, it it means so much to us and we thank all of you for listening in with us
2: absolutely absolutely man this is such a cool community and one of the things that's so cool about it is it really does bring the world together uh broncos country together in one space in that safe space and man this comment section is awesome. And the next comment coming in from Smoke and a pancake. This is pretty hist- or hypothetical, but is there any level of balling out that Ripon can do that would delay Drew Locke in coming back as the starter?
0: I'm glad you used the word delay because yes, I believe there is a way he can delay it. Um, if he plays winning football this week, he's going to get a chance next week. If he plays winning football in that week, well, they're going to keep playing him and, and they're going to keep giving Drew Locke a time to mend. Now the crazy, you know, crazy scenario is what if he just keeps playing winning football? I don't know what I, you have to like keep playing him. Um, so that's that's the weird thing, almost like a Kyle Allen scenario in All right. in Carolina last year, where they're like, uh, we don't know what to do. He just keeps winning, uh, and then of course eventually that that magic rubbed off and, and came to an end. But that's the type of stuff that uh, you know dreams are made of, and, and I think. Brett Rippon can absolutely uh, buy himself more time and buy Drew Locke more time on the men by winning this week. That's easy. But if somehow, some way he wins next week, well, then he's bought Drew like two more weeks.
2: Yep, yep. And uh, let's say he wins out to the bye. Well, that means he beat (laughs) the Patriots on the road. It means he beat uh, the Dolphins, which whatever. But it also means he beat the Chiefs right before the bye you're not benching him if he wins out i mean he's your starting quarterback after the bye maybe you say like ah there's still a little bruise in drew's shoulder we want to get it 100 healthy and hey i'm okay with that uh now if he uh, i just don't see a situation where brett ripon plays bad and the broncos beat the patriots on the road and the the broncos beat the Chiefs. so i just If he wins, he's the dude until he loses. All it takes is one loss once Drew's actually healthy, though. Probably,
0: probably. (laughs) Uh, Butch Cassidy says, in this week's edition of 58-yard field goals, my kick is that Brett will will beat Sam Darnold in passing yards. You can get that at plus 103 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Completions and touchdowns this week will throw at least three TDs. Your turn to kick, gentlemen. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo.
2: I like that though. That's a 58 yard field goal right there, which we know Brandon McManus can hit.
0: Do we true champion <laughs> 24 said that's a 65 yarder. I actually tend to agree. That is deep. Um, did, was it McManus? It was 56 this last week, right? Ah,
2: 56. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you really are taking your gamble going
0: further back. I was convinced that was not going in. Oh. Yeah. Um, So, for me, a 58-yard field goal, sheesh, Um, is that Brandon McManus makes a 58-yard field goal.
2: (laughs) With 58 seconds left?
0: Oh, no. Well, I have the Broncos winning 13-10, right? So, yeah, 58-yard field goal to win the game.
2: Oh, I hate doing this. I'm going to go some dude we've never heard of on the Jets as a wide receiver leads the game in receiving.
0: That's a pretty good one. Uh, I couldn't believe that Braxton Barrios was the most most notable guy on DraftKings Sportsbook, so I literally do not know who was behind him on that list.
2: I don't either. I I don't either, and going up against two rookie cornerbacks, well – I like the way Ojemudia bounced back last week. We have not say, said uh, saying Bassey's name, and that's a fantastic thing to show how good he's been playing. But, man, I mean, Gase is supposed My to God. be this genius. He's got to find some matchup, right?
0: Okay, so I'm looking at the uh, wide receivers for the Jets. Oh, yeah, Rashad, Rashad Perriman, out. Denzel Mims, out. Uh, IR, actually. Uh, Jamison Crowder is questionable. That would be one we've heard. Uh, Josh Malone, I only know of him because he was on my roster in Madden. Uh, he has like a 92 speed. So. I thought you were
2: gonna say he's like a brother of Post.
0: Oh no, no, <laughs> or uh, or Mike. Right. <laughs> um, and then Vincent Smith is on IR according to this list. Oh, and then you've got Chris Hogan, questionable. Hmm. Jeff Smith, not a real person <laughs> on IR, and Josh Doxon is out. So according to this. If the questionable guys don't play, the, wide receiver, the the Jets only have two healthy wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh Braxton Berrios and Josh Malone. So, based on your pick, Josh Malone going off. Oh, my
2: gosh. And you know what? I'll step back for a 65-yard field goal right now and say that it is someone they bring up from the practice squad that ends up doing that. Oh,
0: my God. I'm going uh, to see if I can Google this really quick.
2: Oh Jets. my goodness.
0: Wide receivers. That is
2: that is brutal. I mean the, the Jets are very banged up too. And unfortunately for the Broncos, it looks like Mikai Beckton does have a chance to play even after getting hurt this past week.
0: Yeah. Uh okay, here you go. New York Jets elevate wide receiver Lawrence Kager. That's my guy. That is, he
2: he's gonna have a Kegger.
0: Yeah, he's going to throw a kegger after me. <laughs> the top story if you look up Jets wide receivers uh on Google, uh, the headline is Jets injuries at wide receiver forcing quote whoever's got a pulse right now into for- into starting lineup. <laughs> oh my god. That is so
2: brutal. It reminds me of a uh, a brutal headline I saw on Monday about the Broncos. It says Broncos narrowed down unbelievably sad quarterback decision. I mean, yikes. You could put both of those headlines in uh, in some, some hype. Maybe that's how the NFL Network should hype the game, Ryan. Just show those two headlines.
0: So that is an actual quote from Adam Gase. Discussing possible injury replacements, coach Adam Gase said, quote, whoever has a pulse right now needs oh. to be ready to play. Oh,
2: my goodness. Wow.
0: Wow. And it sure doesn't sound like um, Jamison Crowder is going to play. Uh, Brashad Perriman sprained an ankle. So last week they started Chris Hogan, Braxton Berrios, and Josh Malone, but now Chris Hogan is questionable as well.
2: Oh, my gosh. Wow. That is brutal.
0: That is remarkable, and it scares me even more.
2: (laughs) Right, just the Giants 2.0.
0: Exactly. It's too close too soon.
2: (laughs) Yikes. Oh man. Thanks for bringing that segment back. Butch, butch Cassidy true champ fan 24. I remember watching some of Brett's pre-draft stuff coming out of college and I thought he would make a great backup quarterback and even wanted him in Denver. Dude can make a lot of throws, but not all. He doesn't have the arm to throw. Uh, contended out routes, but he does have enough of an arm to hit some deep shots. And more importantly, he seemed fairly accurate in college on those throws. The Mountain West is a different beast than the NFL, that's for sure. So I'm not saying he comes in and throws for a million yards, but I do think he is capable of capitalizing on deep shots if they can get him in time in the pocket and should be accurate enough to give Judy and Fant the shot to catch the ball in stride versus trying to catch it fully extended, ribs open to a big shot.
0: I'm so glad you brought this up, Champ Fan. Um, I was thinking about this late last night. This is what I do with my time late at night. (laughs) And I thought to myself, who has thrown more dimes in training camp over the last two years? And based on all of training camp last year and the the parts of training camp I saw this year, the dime king was Brett Rippon. Like, Every time you saw, like, a ridiculous – not every time, but many times when you saw a ridiculous throw out there, and a lot of times, you know, you're looking up in the middle of the play because you're taking notes, you're sending out a tweet or whatever. Someone makes a crazy catch down the sideline, dropped right in the bucket. You look back, it's Brett Rippon. And it, rem- it made me – the reason I thought of this is because I thought, okay, so what the Jets are going to do is they're going to uh, – they're going to play zone uh, uh, with the safeties and press with the corners because they don't want to give him easy reads, right? Um, if they watch the tape from last week against Tampa, they're going to say, okay, we don't, we don't want to blitz him because he can get into the right place. Uh, we want to have a bunch of coverage back there, and uh, we want to take away the short stuff. So my thought was they're going to press their corners. They're going to have uh, zone, co- zone coverage over the top with the safeties, like cover two man type of stuff. And I thought to myself, you know what? With Jerry Judy's release, Brett can make the throw over the corner and under the safety on the sideline. I think he's going to have to make that throw a couple times in this game for the Broncos to win, and he's fully capable of making that.
2: Well, and you nailed the exact throw that it's going to have to be. It's not the 50-yard bomb downfield. It's fitting it in the right spot, what, 25 yards downfield? Mm-hmm. And that, that's one where Judy gets the release, Brett can step back, and throw it to hit Judy 25 yards downfield. So I, I disagree just a tiny bit uh, with, with true Chant fan 24 saying, if he gets time in the pocket, I think for these long throws that he's going to make, he's not going to need time in the pocket and y- you don't want to risk it. You don't want to say, okay, we're going to take a shot here, but he's going to have to have five seconds. Do you think our offensive line can hold up? I'm not doing nope. that at all. So I totally agree that it doesn't all have to be literally within seven yards. But when you take those shots, they're, they're going to be 25 or 30 yards downfield.
0: Yeah, over the corners under the safeties, that's going to be a really important little window for him there. I have to assume that's what the Jets are going to do. I don't, I don't know. Um, they really could just come out and try to blitz him, and, and that, it's going to put a lot of pressure on him It's not like he's going to carve him up easy like Patrick Mahomes does when you blitz him. Um, but I think that would be the move. Press coverage, safety help. Uh, and get pressure with four. I don't, I don't know if they're capable of it, but that would be that would be my way of attacking Brett Ripon.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Next one coming in from TK Freeze. My boys, I know we have already talked about this, but if the Broncos win Thursday, split with the Chargers, and win one of the following games, Atlanta, Miami, one of the two against the Raiders, and we go four and 12, that's a lot of losing. I understand injuries, but Vic was hired to run the defense. He has done that with complete and utter mundanity. His ha- He's been average, and everything else has been terrible. Not under his fault, but he hasn't been that good either. We have the Chiefs in our division. We can't have an average coach. I think this is the season. This is the last season we even have a chance at Eric Bienemy. He will undoubtedly be the head coach this offseason. At first, I thought he was just a factor of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, but I watched him lay into his team on Monday and hyping the whole offense up. The man is a great offensive mind and I want him to be a bronco. Hurts Chiefs helps us win win. If we go 4 and 12 or worse could this even be on Elway's mind. Thanks guys. Well Ryan, you know Eric Bieniemy and just what he brings as a coach probably better than anyone. So what do you think about all that?
0: Uh, I want Eric Bieniemy to succeed so badly. Um and I want him to get an opportunity so badly. But I think one thing that a lot of national uh, people don't know about Eric bien is that he does have some skeletons in his closet. Uh, and, you know, in Denver, it's not going to be hard to dig those up because all most of the trouble he got in was just right up at the road at CU. Um, now, as a coach, when I covered him at CU, he was not good. Um, but he had a very, very bad situation he came into a team with no talent they wanted to run a pro style offense they never had time to recruit the guys that they wanted they didn't even do that great of a good job recruiting in the first place and so I'm not saying that he can't be a good off a good offensive coach based off that in fact I think that going and working with Andy Reid uh, has to just be com- just invaluable for Eric Bieniemy. and so because of that I hope he goes and kills it somewhere I just think after what happened with the Broncos hiring Vance Joseph and shortly thereafter skeletons coming out of the closet from Boulder happening I really think that uh the, that there would just probably be a a no-go uh clause on on Eric Bieniemy for those reasons but I could be wrong and uh regardless of where he ends up I hope he kills it uh but I just I kind of think the Broncos having gone through a very similar situation um, and the extent of the enemy's issues up there were a lot more, um, uh, I don't know, not as um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is bad, I guess, uh, but still don't think that's going to happen.
2: Yeah. And, and so close to that, just being up in Boulder and, and Ryan, You're not the only person that obviously a lot of people are connected with CU uh, around here that I've talked to as well. And pretty much everyone says that is obviously he's a very good football mind knows what he's doing. He will likely, very likely get a shot to be a head coach, but the people that I talked to, which is many say they wouldn't do it. And to me, um, you know, I I think that says enough, he will get a shot, but I, I don't think it'll be in Denver. Kirk Smith 44 says, do you guys think the players coming out flat in games like Tampa is more of an indictment on Vic for not getting his players ready for a game or John for bringing in players who can't get themselves psyched up? Speaking of which, we've got a ton of guys getting a chance to make a name for themselves with all the injuries. How sad is it that we get these many guys coming out flat?
0: Very, I mean, I, you know, I've pounded this into the table after the game last week uh it's uh it's unacceptable it's just unacceptable these guys will be on national tv this week if they can't get up for this i I, i've got no answers for them and to be honest if they come out flat again i'm sorry i will on thursday night after the game i will be talking about vic fangio getting fired i will
2: so so it's on vic fangio yes and i i think that's really tough to put on john of bringing players in that, you know, want, want to play. I, I think it's, that's so much on the players, but I don't necessarily know if it's a head coach's responsibility to get players up for the, for it. But Ryan, I think if players aren't getting up for it multiple games in a row and you're losing, well, then I think that just shows that maybe it's not Vic Fangio's job, but that at some point, you know, he he or a head coach, has lost the team and you can't really get a team back that you've lost, especially if they're not playing anymore. So I would understand why you would take that route.
0: Yeah. I mean, everyone in New York is talking about the players, you know, being against Adam Gase, wanting him to get fired. If your team comes out and looks less motivated than that team, you got a big problem. Yikes.
2: Yes, you certainly do. Next one coming in from Andy Reid's Burner account. Guys, the overtime controversy is very simple. Basketball rules. One period can't be called a quarter with two timeouts and you play to the whistle. How many times does a corner get beat once and then comes back pissed off and nabs a pick six or some big play? Both teams get a chance. Then, if it's still a tie, I say each team gets one two-minute possessions at their 10-yard line with one timeout. Standard downs with 10-yard first. If you score a touchdown, the other team has to match. If you score a field goal, other team has to match or beat. Tiebreaker in this scenario is number of plays used, incentivizing deep shots. If neither team scores, it's all about the number of yards gained on the drive. If that happens to be a tie, the number of plays, once again, I think if everything down to the number of yards and plays used is exactly even all throughout this scenario, then call it a tie. Thoughts? Oh man. I mean, I understood where you were going, but and if you lost a game because of the number of plays it took to score or the number of yards you got on a drive, that would be brutal.
0: No, Yeah, too, way <laughs> too into the weeds. Way too into the weeds. Um, I will say I like the idea of just playing a quarter. Like, and then whoever's winning at the end, and, and it could be a shortened quarter, give me 10, but play it till the end. Uh, and then if it's still tied after that, maybe you go college rules.
2: Right right yep and 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 I like that because then it it keeps uh the college rules from being out it's real football but then push comes to shove I'd rather have college rules decide a game Ryan than just a tie
0: yeah I agree I agree well Zach it's been a while but I believe we just pulled off one of our vintage two-hour podcasts (laughs) holy smokes I think we did You know, the world wants to tell you that the Broncos are uninteresting. Yeah, we just found a way to talk about them for two hours. That's what makes us different. Incredible. And that's why why we're the number one ranked football podcast in Sri Lanka.
2: (laughs) We always have Sri Lanka's back and they've got ours.
0: (laughs) Uh, Of course, a shout out to Green Mountain Dental, who also always has our back. They're members of the DNVR community and they're members of the – denver sports community and they also happen to be the best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area so if you need a cleaning x-ray or exam head down to green mountain dental group and they'll hook it up with the free sonicare toothbrush which you're gonna love it'll, it'll make those pearly whites so pearly so white so 15 minutes outside of downtown in lakewood it's green mountain dental group and again you know international podcast day uh, just a, we can't thank you guys enough for supporting us all across the globe uh, when we first started noticing that we were having these listeners all over the world, it was like the coolest thing to us. And it's just grown and grown and grown. And it's, uh, it's just crazy to think uh, you know, how large this community is from just a, a square footage standpoint. Uh, and you, you're all so important to us. So thank you guys all. And, and Zach, if you have anything to add, I'll, I'll give you a chance as well.
2: I mean, you absolutely nailed it. It is so cool to see how far the reach is and just see how this community comes together when so many different places from around the world and you guys make it all possible. Thank you guys so much for rolling with us. It truly does mean the world to have people from around the world join this awesome family and we're so grateful for you every single day
0: all right guys thanks so much uh enjoy whatever it is that happens tomorrow uh i'm sure there will be plenty to talk about after the game and how about this for those of you who stayed with us for all two hours uh we have a surprise for you tomorrow after the game we're hoping and expecting have Brandon Perna joining us I figured you know what it's either gonna be so off the rails that his uh, commentary will be necessary or the Broncos are gonna win and it'll be fun to talk with Brandon about it so uh, we'll talk to you a, uh, very soon uh, after tomorrow night's game hope you guys enjoyed waiting up for you
2: exactly just as easily back Cheers!